So welcome to our podcast series about COVID-19. This morning we are with Vincenzo Verastro. Vincenzo is invited in his quality of a fruit trial ecosystem chair for IOF 2020. And he is also a PhD in food science and agronomic uh, scientist at the Mediterranean Agronomic Institute of Bari, in Italy. Uh, welcome, Vincenzo. Thank you, François. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so, uh, with you, we are going to walk through the, the challenges that you have seen in the fruit trial was uh, confronted to. As I'm doing with all my guests, um, I will first ask you to uh, elaborate on a general way of the things you witness, uh, the difficulties, the challenges that the COVID has posed to the fruit sector. So if it goes also on the supply chain activities and things like that, don't don't worry. This is a topic to be as thorough as possible. So um, can I ask you, what have you witnessed in terms of difficulty for the fruit trial? Well, the uh, situation is quite, uh, um, let's say, wide because uh, the fruit trial uh, and in general the fruit sector was affected from several problems uh, and several uh, difficulties. The first one is the lighter that we can see and it happened during the production in the terms in terms of the period of the year in which fruit normals occurs, uh, which is normally late spring or beginning of summer. And considering that the COVID appears more or less at the end of January, beginning of February, depends on the area of Europe considered, uh, this uh, was not, let's say, something that occurs or affects very bad the fruit production in terms of fresh fruit. But uh, uh, considering that now, more or less, the situation is getting better, we are having uh, uh, not so big impact uh, on the chain of production of the fruit. Even because uh, the, the lockdown occurred in several countries, uh, didn't regard or didn't take place uh, on the activities coming from the primary sector, the one of agriculture, I mean. And so fruit growers or farmers in general keep on, do, keep on work on their activities, even because it was somewhere even a period of uh, winter or early spring. So not a very significant impact uh, on the production of fruit, but there was uh, also another phase of the medal, let's say, because fruit, uh, or according to the, uh, my role in the project and as, as is my scene of uh, what I've seen, did affect very much the market of the finished products or the, or the fruit itself. This means that uh, from one day to another, I'm from Italy, so I've seen the lockdown from the Italian point of view, was completely an end of something. I mean, the order were completely disappeared from one day to the next. So people didn't buy more the products. Uh, The GDO or the the supermarket uh, stopped their order. The trucks were completely stopped from one day to another. And this... uh, um, generates the two kinds of problems. First of all, the, the transports. And so the transport were completely shut down. And this uh, generates in the producer or in the owners of the finished products, such as olive oil, such as wine, or even kind of fruit, a uh, um, definitive lockdown of their farms too. And these people were not able to work anymore just because there were no uh, people around uh, transporting these goods. 
From the other point of view, uh, even if uh, all the supermarkets remained open in for the fruits or the transformed products, the um, difficulties in maintaining the supply chain active occurred. And especially for, let's say, some uh, goods were uh, changed in terms of quality. So I can affirm that uh, the lockdown due to COVID uh, on fruit uh, changed the behavior of the consumers uh, not to research or to look for quality fruit or quality products, but they changed in find more a simple word even, only food. That means uh, fruit in general, transformed or fresh. And for different reasons. Uh, first of all, in order to buy something, uh, you have to make queues to enter in the supermarket in which everything was parcelized. In terms of enter, uh, possibilities of buying, uh, fear to be, uh, let's say, possible with some COVID uh, infected one year. And so the people were more scared and more careful. And they, were, they want to, to buy it very, very quick. And without any consideration, as you normally do once you buy from yourself uh, in uh, quality food. And even the quality of the products that we see uh, was changing from uh, even the supply chain, moving to something that was more, uh, let's say, fast for consuming. So even, for instance, wine was not the bottle one. It was that in uh, some begging box packages. Or fruit was the, the cheapest and the quickest you can buy without any difficulties. Oh, so that's interesting. Uh, I don't think that's something I have heard from the other ecosystem chairs. Um, you're saying that uh, the customer behavior indeed was affected by the, the fear of getting infected by, by the COVID. And so it resulted in, um, let's say, uh, a less value for the quality of the fruit. That's uh, interesting because it. Opinion, yes. Okay, well, that's a real challenge then for the fruit producers uh, because they can't argue that the quality of their product has an extra value in this time. And also, a quick question. You mentioned that, uh, of course, there was uh, a problem with the demand. The fruit production was not so affected, but um, the demand decreased. Well, I mean, that's something that we observe in every sector. But how uh, dependent was the, the fruit production uh, to be absorbed by uh, restaurants and an open market, for instance? Because we mentioned the supermarkets, but not so much uh, restaurants or, uh, or the market uh, that you usually have in the cities then. Okay, we'll return uh, on your previous point, even to, to, let's say, to complete my answer before. Even for fruit or for other kind of transformed products, uh, what you have to buy, once, once you buy in the supermarket or in some, uh, let's say, local groceries or whatever it is, uh, it's something that you can store. So you can't go in the supermarket each day or even twice uh, a week. You have to go once. And uh, you have to pick up a lot of things and carry out in your houses in order to maintain them. So fresh fruit or fresh products was very difficult to buy each day because you can't, even to the limitation of the COVID, go out of your house each day. Even somewhere it was possible even once a week, if it's, if, it, if possible, in order to, 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 to procure, to buy all the things you need for the houses. About the second part, new questions, hey, the quality was decreased and the quality even of the orders will completely disappear. So I, I see even I'm very close to some other 
Dave's or as a researcher point of view in economics, that some dealers, uh, some transporters were stuck in their houses. Where they, the, the truck were stopped, the, the logistic was completely hidden from this kind of situation. So once you don't have order, you don't have to transport uh, food, uh, you move yourself to other kind of goods, for instance, but not really related to food or to aliments or to, in general to something with fresh. And so this was a, another big problem for the storage. I'll make you a concrete example, I, but the, the, I repeat what I said before. The bottle of wines, for instance, were completely, uh, they remained within the cellars, within the, 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 the warehouses in which they were stocked before. People didn't want to buy bottles because they are difficult even to, to consume with a very, uh, let's say, good quality. They tried to, to move on some uh, lower quality, but more easy to transport. The begging box of five or 10 liters is an example, but this stands even for olive oil, in which uh, normally you buy the bottle of extra virgin olive oil because you want, if you have the possibility to buy the best quality olive oil that you can find on the market. In this case, you buy the big one of five or ten liters in order to store in your houses because the limit of uh, movements was something that was very, very important for the logistic and the quality of the food that each one had. So I think that uh, the solution can be only how this movement, in which more or less in Italy, in general, are in Europe, we are starting over. That even people start to make order like restaurants, like uh, any other kind of value chain in which food is present. And from the other point of view, the movements of the people can, let's hope, <laughs> return to a normal situation, even respecting the distances between each other. But we hope that everything will return normal in as far as we can, <laughs> as soon as we can. And um, to counter these effects that you uh, have just described, um, are you aware of uh, any IoT technology that could be helpful in that case? Uh, I, I can't think of something that would uh, affect the consumer behavior because IoT is not really working on these topics. I have, uh two different positions, let's say, two different possibilities and two different views about it. First of all, and let's return on the first part of the question. Uh, I do suppose, uh, and it's happening here, I live in the south of Italy, so I see the fresh fruit every day and I'm touched with it. Now, like, luckily, lately, let's say, with luck, something is starting over. So, yeah, we have cherry trees, uh, we are going to have uh, little grapes in in one month, more or less, and things about the fresh flow in the market is normally goes without big problems. Of course, uh, the managing of the cultivation in open field can be a problem, but uh, it's uh, so big, let's say. Something different is about the storage, and the stored one, and the logistics. And uh, in which uh, only now, like I repeat myself, there are some things that can be, let's say, even an implementation of uh, the IoT at this level, for instance. First of all, I do suppose that the behavior of the consumer will be uh, considering what was COVID, for not only for us, but in general for all the world. 
to pay more attention to the quality of the data. So in my personal uh, trial, we have three organic certified use cases. And I do believe that the behavior of the consumer will increase the demand of organic foods. Organic uh, is something that uh, it's very linked and it's possible even to, let's say, compare or to be uh, associated with the Internet of Things. Because uh, it's a certified production, it's something in which you know everything because you have a production plan that you have to respect, you have to take into account environment and not use uh, and some other certification and quality which would be too long like to express but organic is a must it's a certification scheme so people will increase the organic demand uh, my personal opinion and wherever it's uh, linked with the internet of things uh, and uh, for instance in my use case we have some example about that I do believe that uh, even if that there is a premium price that all the consumers should pay in order to get organic, they will uh, easily associate the organic to the Internet of Things. The example stands in my use case in which we prepared a specific label, patented by the Europe, with a blow, in which we can store the fresh table grape with organic certified for a couple of months after the harvesting. This is another possibility to link uh, the COVID situation in which you can't buy fresh fruit for the things that I said before, because you don't need them in that moment of crisis or pandemic situation. Now you can return to buy it and you can even postpone your, uh, let's say, fresh consumption because you have the opportunity to buy organic, to buy certified one, to buy after even the umbrella of IOF 2020 project with this new. tool with a label, specific label, that uh, in poor words, uh, because it would be too long to explain now, enlarges uh, the shelf life uh, of the fresh table grapes. So you can you can harvest, for instance, in September and have uh, a consumption of the table grapes uh, in November. This is another aspect which is quite important for uh, the Internet of Things. I mean, logistics can have a beneficial efforts from the introduction of Internet of Things because you can be you can trace all the production, you can tell the history to the consumer, you can, uh, let's say, raise awareness about what means to eat in a safe way, and this is organic, and how you can, let's say, implement new technologies to um, enlarge or, let's say, increase the quality of the food in terms of storage and uh, safe security. So food security is another keyword after performing for the final consumer using the IoT. Yes, I see. That's um, also uh, one of the points that uh, Christina Micheloni made uh, yesterday during uh, our uh, interview on the vegetable sector. The traceability of food is becoming more and more important also for the consumers uh, and we can see clearly that that trend uh, establishing itself also in the supermarket. Maybe it would be also the case in the restaurant in the future where people can also um, look for uh, the, the origin of the food and um, we can imagine also that in 10 years time it won't be possible to go in a restaurant which cannot propose this kind of information to its clients. 
So yeah, I see it clear now. Uh, I know that you were uh, also uh, working on this Blow device, uh, which is uh, extending the, the shelf life of the fresh product. And uh, indeed, I didn't think of that. But it is uh, a good way uh, when you can only go to the supermarket once a week. Uh, this is uh, totally responding to uh, to the challenge. Um, so yes, I, uh, actually, IOF is uh, even more uh, <laughs> active than I thought <laughs> in terms of countermeasures to the COVID. Um, well, I think if I'm looking at the time, uh, we need to uh, get to a conclusion of this interview. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Vincenzo. Um, as I'm doing with all my guests, I would like to ask you if you have uh, a message to pass to policymakers or to any type of stakeholder that you uh, that you have in mind. What would be the takeaway message? The takeaway message is that, of course, uh, COVID uh, affects uh, all the fruit sector and uh, European speaking, uh, because this is my first point of view, because I'm even an expert of European policy. Um, this is the moment in which uh, we should, uh, as policymakers at European level, uh, with all the possibilities that we have from the European Commission, sustain this kind of sector using the sort of common organizational market. Because uh, it's a tool that we have uh, that was guessed from the common agricultural policy just to sustain the crisis period of the producers belonging to the different value chain that the common sector has in terms of crisis interventions such as uh, I don't know distillation of wines or sustain to the incomes of the farmers this is fundamental this is a portrait that has not a real moment of uh, let's say uh, in touch with the internet of things but it's fundamental to maintain a primary sector of the European Union because we have several problems and the crisis of COVID will be not appear in this drama only now, as it was for the dead people, but will appear even in the next period of the crisis of the entire economy of Europe and specifically the primary sector. And this is a general, of course. The second one will be the one that I've said before. My personal opinion, uh, the message to the stakeholder and the policymaker or the lobby groups that you can find in Luxembourg, even all around Europe, is to increase the level of technology in the primary sector, especially in the food sector, which I'm expert in terms of internet of things. I do believe that the, front, the new frontier is uh, to make uh, some adapted uh, internet of things, of food and farms, like our project, to the consumer. We should uh, increase the number of technologies that we are using totally in open fields, even during all the aspects of the value chain, and mainly we should inform better the consumer about the quality that can be obtained from the joint activities of the farmer and of, and of the Internet of Things applied at all the value chain stages. Like we did even, for instance, for vegetable creams, because we studied all the value chains and we decided to they work at field level and in the post harvest to remain to let's say to envisage all the possible options and added values that we can have at field level and in the post harvest. 
So I don't know if I was uh, correct in terms of advices. It's uh, we need a table to discuss with the European Commission, but I think it's fine. We are here, even like Internet of Food and Farms, we are here, and we want to speak with people who are decision makers. Well, that's the farm to fork strategy almost. I think those points are um, being taken into consideration. They want to increase the use of uh, IoT technology uh, in agriculture, more for a sustainable uh, point of view in the sense that it will reduce the, um, the inputs from the environment. But uh, I mean, the food traceability is also an important aspect. And I think um, as we can already see, uh, it's getting more and more uh, important and, and room in the, in the public discussions. But I think we're not done with this topic. We'll probably have uh, other occasions to contact policymakers in the frame of IOF to discuss about that. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I think if I'm looking at the time, we are slightly extended, uh, but I would like to uh, thank you very much, Vincenzo Verastro, for your valuable inputs and your advice on the food sector. And I would like to also invite our listeners to discover other interviews and podcasts all about the COVID measures and COVID impacts on all the sectors that IOF dealing with. Uh, thanks to everyone.